welcome to our um, second episode of uh, a series of podcasts that we are doing as agents of change here this year my name is gift member like we said earlier on uh, in our previous um, podcast we talked about how we'll be uh, talking to different organizations um, local organization organization that is that are always striving to make a world a better place now climate change is something that a lot of people talk about and we have heard a lot of stories around that some people still believe that uh, it's a hoax and obviously uh, coming to zambia there's obviously zambia's a, mem- a, num- a member of a number of uh, country states that have signed the sustainable development goals now with that being said my guests in studio today i have two ladies uh, Mukoka as uh, well as um, Namonde, right? Namonda. Namonda, yes. rather. <laughs> All right. Welcome to um, Agents of Change and um, good to finally uh, having a chance to record this. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Mukoka, welcome. Thank you so much. We're happy to be here. All right, now, so these two ladies are coming from an organization called Participation for Sustainable Initiatives, inv- uh, Interventions, rather. Um, interesting name, a very catchy name, but maybe if you can just maybe shed more light exactly when we say uh, Participation for Sustainable uh, Interventions. Or maybe before you can do that, uh, you can maybe tell our listener exactly who is Namonda, who is uh, Mukoka. A bit profile about the, uh, who you are. Okay, thank you very much. Just um, a quick uh, correction. It's not participation for sustainable interventions. It's mm. people's participation. People's, okay. Yeah. So there's people in the beginning. So my name is Namunda Kwebisam. I'm a vibrant youth, youth who's very excited about um, development in Zambia and also the sustainable development goals. So I am a Swedish Institute alumni who studied leadership for sustainability in Sweden, in Malmo. And when I came back, I with my partner Mukuka formed an organization which we're just from mentioning right now, uh, People's Participation for Sustainable Interventions. I'm the executive director and the co-founder. So I think without preempting everything else, I'll just end there. Like that's just my brief introduction. Mm-hmm. I'll hand over to Mukuka. Okay, I'm Kukampo Ndumlenga. I studied uh, sustainable development from Uppsala University. And I'm very passionate about sustainability, especially considering my background. That's the subject that I studied, and it's, so it's at the core of my heart. And having studied in Sweden, I saw that uh, they are, it's a country that is doing very fine in terms of implementing SDGs. And they are actually way ahead. And so I thought, when I come to Zambia, I would be able to implement some of the things, the innovative uh, things that I learned in Sweden, and mm. hence my interest in sustainability. Mm. Yeah. V- very interesting. Um, I should also be quick to mention that uh, um, the Swedish Council, I think, has been doing a number of things with the Lusaka City Council. Yeah. Uh, last year, um, Agents of Change, um, as well as, I think, yeah, last year and the other year, uh, we've had a number of uh, events that we have co-hosted with uh, um, the Lusaka City Council through the um, the 
uh, council of Maumo. Now, what is your role? Obviously, you've mentioned uh, uh, what your role is, and maybe someone will be asking the questions. How long has um, the organization been in existence? So, um, this organization, like um, the idea to start the organization, obviously, was came from me, Namonda. Mm. Like, I came back from Sweden in 2018 in August. So, having come back home, there were so many things that were going wrong. Like, I went to Mongo, where that's where my hometown is. Mm. So, just opposite my neighborhood, like, there's a place called North Park. That's where I live myself. But, no, there's a place called. Uh, North Park, but it's North Park plots, and then there's a place called North Park now, like where there's a lot of shanty compounds. Mm. Yeah, so I'll, every day I would walk past those areas, and it really struck my heart to see how many youths were just drinking alcohol, and these are potential youths who can really like contribute to our country. And I saw so many women who were vulnerable, like they didn't have anything to do, and also like so much litter so much environmental degradation and it really struck my heart to compare like imagine the shock of coming from a place where everything is in place the roads are in place the litter is in place and street lights and everything and you just come back home to this reality where everything is just going wrong so it came to my mind and i said what can i really contribute to make my hometown first of all a better place so I started thinking in those lines and while remembering all the activities that we used to do in Sweden, I realized that when we're there, like a, a lot of youths are really passionate about sustainability and making a difference in Sweden. Because mm-hmm. I was part of the people who were like implementing some projects, like we used to have this social innovation summit where we'd be told to be in groups of maybe uh, four and then come up with a really innovative project that we can uh, present to donors. So this is really something that really opened up my mind. When I came back home, I sat down and started thinking in those lines and said, all this, all this knowledge that I have, how can I help these people like become better? So that's how I, say, I started drafting like a plan for making an organization which would implement sustainable development goals. Because I thought it's, it's not easy to just focus maybe on poverty reduction because problems in Zambia are interlinked because of poverty. Poverty affects hunger, hunger affects maybe GBV, when someone is hungry they can easily beat their wife or something so I thought the only way to like solve this problem is to have a holistic approach where we can like tackle each problem and link it to the next so I thought of implement like making an organization which will focus on the implementation of sustainable development goals mm-hmm. so in in August 2018 I started drafting like uh, the plan for what I what I envisioned in my head. Mm. Of course, I contacted fellow people, fellow youths who studied in Sweden. I was explaining to them my vision, but was my, to my surprise, everyone was just asking me, "How much do you have? Do you have a donor?" Mm. So people are more interested in money than the plan itself. Yeah. So this is really something that really broke my heart because I almost gave up. Nobody was really believing in what I wanted to do, mm. and like most of the people really thought it wasn't feasible until Mukuka came in June June 2019 yeah so Mukuka came back in June 2019 and I told her this idea of man that I had by then I had already registered the organization and I had already like made a plan of what I really wanted to achieve so when she came she came on board I told her this is what I want to achieve and she was really excited about it mm. so she was really excited in June 2019 
I think that's when we re- we registered the organization together because she accepted like she was willing to be a part of this. So that's how she became the co-founder. At least when you have someone who believes in your vision, you believe in it too that it can succeed. So this is how we started uh, like meeting to plan exactly what we wanted to achieve and also like um we didn't really have programs then because we just registered so we're trying to see what do we want to achieve what are objectives so you just know strategic like meetings that's what we were having until like in when was that in october is it october or august i think in august when we had a like we had a partnership with africa and also like other people started like coming to us on board so that's when really PPSI like came to life so so far i would say we have been exi- in existence for nine months now because we registered in june 2019 yes so i think that's how the process has been it wasn't really easy but we thank god that we are now here yeah <laughs> issues of money i think especially for young people like you've said as i think has always been the challenge because everyone wants to um ask how much they're going to benefit and i think it goes to that common say of don't ask what um for instance don't ask what the government can do for yeah. what exactly can you do for the government it's yeah. like don't ask uh what the country can do for you for yeah. example uh what can we do as young people yeah. in this case to uh, make sure that we do something for for our country as little or as small as it can be so with that being said then now i think you've uh, briefly explained what the vision is already mm-hmm. so what's like is the core vision of the organization Okay, so to start with, I think that was just a brief background of what PPSI, like how PPSI came about. Mm-hmm. But now I'd like to explain why we formed PPSI. Mm-hmm. So PPSI was founded to work towards bridging the gap in the implementation of sustainable development goals. So we as youths and the organization, we noticed that Zambia has made some strides in the implementation of SDGs, but there's still so much that we can do as young people. So um for example we are still experiencing high levels of inequality environmental challenges and also like uh, also harmful practices for example like violence against women this is something that is being covered now because women are vulnerable and they can't really come out in the open and say I've been violated because of economic challenges mm. and also child marriages and all these things you'd be shocked to find out that these things still exist in rural areas so in towns it's like what are you talking about child marriages are abolished or something but mm-hmm. these are things that are still existing in rural areas so we thought there are so many things that we can address as people's participation for sustainable development for sustainable interventions ppsi mm-hmm. so another thing that we really wanted to like focus on was the fact that the population of zambia is so young like we have seven million people who are under the age of 18 and 65% of these people live in poverty. So large po- large parts of the population have not shared in the overall um, improvement of the national prosperity. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're in Lusaka, you would say things are going well. I mean, roads are being done and everything, but you'd be shocked to just cross Kafue or go to uh, Southern Province. You would find that there are so many poor people, or maybe you go to Western Province, which mm-hmm. is one of the poorest provinces in Zambia like people don't really have a source of economic income or anything so there are so many like there are so many people who've not really like um who've not really shared in the 
economic prosperity of the country. So we thought um, there are also youth graduates who have like labored a lot to be in school. But then even we experienced unemployment when we came back. Like you go to this organization, I have my papers. It's like papers don't matter for anything in this country. So there are so many things that are going wrong. So our nonprofit realized that we can't just cry foul and say that the government is not doing anything. Wow, you ask the youths were just here seated. So we as PPSI thought that we have a part to play in trying to solve some of these problems. So that's why we came up with this organization to try and bridge the gap in the implementation of sustainable development goals and also try to achieve some of these challenges that we've stipulated. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Now, a healthy and economically viable world offering women and um, the youth an opportunity to take the lead in their social economy and environmental development is your vision. And um, then, why then do you feel that women and the youth haven't been given um, the, those said opportunities? Is it that maybe um, the older generation or people in um, the authorities feel that a lot of young people I think there has been this conversation centered around the old people the old people say no the young people are very lazy the young people are also saying well the old people (laughs) need to retire so how are we going to you know find an equal balance and to find that opportunities for young people as well as the women yeah so we as PPSI feel that like um we like women for example like women are a vulnerable population because they are not given same like economic opportunities as men Mm. would be like it would be okay to say that uh we have bridged the gap in gender equality and all that maybe in the formal sector where people are being employed at the same level as men like women are being employed at the same level as men but mm. when it comes to economic capital even the interventions that we try to do like to sponsor women the economic value still ends up in men's pockets mm. so if you have a women's uh, maybe project which is giving grants to women you'd find that at the back of that organization there are men who are benefiting at the end of the day so we feel like there there's exclusion women suffer from exclusion from basic services and also they're bearing the responsibility of child care and this is something that excludes them from uh, economic activities so unlike men women have to also bear this responsibility of being like a mom at the same time also go into economic activities so this this disadvantages women so we feel like we should focus on them because this makes them vulnerable as for youths like we also feel like youths have potential we are youths and we have potential but this is something that we have also experienced so we know that youths also suffer from lack of social and economic support so we are not we are deprived from opportunities it would be so sad to say youths are lazy mm. because we are not given opportunities it would be okay to say we have opened ABC factories mm. but no youth is coming to come and work at this factory but the thing is that youths are labeled as being lazy because they're not given opportunities at the end of the day mm. so we have so many youths who are able and they're also trying to do something you have you you see how this uh, thing of SMS SMSCs like mm. where people are having small and medium businesses mm. this is something that would show you that youths are really trying but the mm. problem is that there's lack of economic uh, opportunities for them. Mm. So, 57% of Zambians, or of 
also like 57 percent of the population is also in between like 18 and 25 so we are zambia is a young population mm-hmm. zambia is a young country with a lot of people being young mm-hmm. but the problem is that due to lack of opportunities youth tend to get in high risk behaviors like we have so many youths who are becoming like cowboys on the streets stealing from people it's not because they want to do that it's because they do not have any source of economic gain so this pushes them into things that they wouldn't even think about so um this is the reason why we thought it's okay to focus on the youths and the women because we feel like they're vulnerable populations and we, th- we feel like also the reason is that youths have the potential they have the energy they have the ideas so if we give them a little push mm-hmm. they would really make a difference and also women like if you give women an economic uh, venture the economic venture like benefits the whole family i don't want to say something bad about men but if you give men the same economic uh, opportunity mm-hmm. it won't trickle down to the last member of the family somehow like a, lo- a bit will come to the family but they also have other things that they use their money on but a woman would really build the family so we thought the only way to develop zambia and to tackle this problem is to focus on youths and women all right so now we, we have identified these uh, problems and it's also best that we offer not all the solutions but some of the solutions so as your organization what are some of the things that you're going to do at least to bridge this gap so um our main our main idea is that we want to bring alternatives to the way things are done in zambia mm. because we understand that we can't do th- things the same way that developed countries do them because we suffer from the burden of poverty mm. we are so poor so we can't like for example one of our um one of our goals is uh, sdg 13 which is climate action mm. i think yeah so we have noticed that like there's so much which is going on around climate change in Zambia now like this is like a vibe in Zambia everyone is talking about climate change climate change but we are missing the point because we are advo- we are advocating for climate change at the same time we are like uh, we are disadvantaging people who depend on the environment for livelihood mm. people in the villages depend on their their whole ecosystem depends on the environment mm. so if we bring policies which uh for example stop them from cutting down trees i'm not saying that that's a good thing like cutting down trees is a good thing for example for charcoal mm-hmm. but for example like the charcoal value chain supports so many people like we have the people who educate their children from the charcoal value chain we have the transporters we have the what but we are like we are advocating for burning like, like burning these uh bad vices from the uh, like against the environment but we're not providing alternatives so that's where we come in as ppsi we want to advocate for a place where when we tell people stop cutting down trees we have to provide alternatives Mm -hmm. sustainable alternatives that they can go into because if you solve maybe environmental protection by bringing up economic and social problems then you're not doing anything if you if you remove economic gain from people who are depending on the charcoal value chain for example these people become poor they won't afford food they'll become sick Mm -hmm. they'll become criminals so instead of you just removing the value chain or think the thing that they depend on for livelihood Mm -hmm. you have to provide alternatives so we as ppsi now like we we are trying to come up with 
solutions for example maybe home based community based recycling oh, yeah. this is something that is very common in other places where women and youths just make like groups to recycle maybe plastic and sell to big companies and they can get livelihood from there even when you tell them stop cutting the cutting down trees and come and do this community based recycling at least you're giving an alternative to the bad vices that they are doing and like just removing the economic value from them mm-hmm. so ppsi at the end of the day wants to bring uh, alternatives to the unsustainable practices that people do so our approach is the triple bottom line which is like we have to measure the economic value the social and the environment so our interventions are at the center so we don't just want to focus on one thing maybe the environment but while advocating for the environment we should also look at the social aspect and also the economic aspect of the people that we are also like trying to help right that's very interesting because i, I feel um we have been talking so much about climate change like you've mentioned yeah um but we also tend to forget especially for people that are in rural areas there has been so much condemnation of saying please don't cut down trees but yeah. we are for also forgetting that this is where they have they survive yeah. from so let's how are we supposed to offer these um solutions now obviously zambia has signed a number of agreements around sdgs uh in our organization organization ends act, activities around sustainable development goals um, so you've mentioned SDG number 13 mm-hmm. as one um, of uh, the SDGs that you are focusing on in, in as far as in bringing change is yeah. is concerned. Is there any other SDGs that you are focusing on? So we're also like we are trying to focus on all the SDGs, but as everyone would agree, there are so many SDGs. So in our first year of implementation, we're trying to focus on uh, SDG number 13, as we said, and also life on land mm. and also like economic growth and decent work, which is SDG number eight. Mm. All right. Very, very interesting. I think they in 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 a way i feel like they are all interlinked yes. um and i think that that's also a good thing now what has been some of the challenges that you have faced as an ngo nine months in existence <laughs> somebody mentioned that if your organization survives especially in zambia for yeah. like three years yeah or so then you are destined for for greatness <laughs> nine months down the line are uh, you've Orvesa highlighted some of the changes that you faced just as you are thinking of forming this organization yeah. until you, um, your colleague um, came through. Now, nine months you've registered your organization. What are some of the hardships that you, you, know, you are facing or you are still facing? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, the greatest hardship is that people don't believe in beginners. First of all, <laughs> people don't believe in people who are beginning. People want to work with people who have 10 years experience because they want to see what you have done so far. If you told them, no, I have this great idea. People don't believe in concepts. Yeah. They believe in tangible evidence. Mm. So our greatest challenge has been that we we were failing. We have been like, it, it's been a challenge for us to have to find people who believe in our vision. Mm-hmm. Because you can like explain these things to people at the end of the day people would still want to say let's see who you've worked with for yeah. example 
let's see some of your uh, achievements. Mm. So this has really been a challenge, but this is something that we are trying to overcome, of course, because thank God we are Swedish Institute alumni, and the Swed- Swedish Embassy, of course, is excited for us. Like being like they sponsored us, and we came back. We came back now. We're trying to improve our country. So this is like an entry point. At least they know that we can do great things. So mm-hmm. it hasn't really been all that bad because we have someone who believes in us at the end of the day but this has really been our greatest challenge trying to find a donor who would believe in someone who's a beginner and also trying to bring people on board more youths because we're trying to bring a lot of youths to come and work with us but everyone we bring in is like how much how much are you going to pay me i think because of poverty again we can't really blame them mm. everyone wants something where they can at least get if like a bit of money yeah so I think we are getting there despite all these challenges. So, yeah. eight months yeah. <laughs> down <So> the line. <laughs> in a way, I feel like you have actually combined the two. You have said, you know, the challenges, and in a way also shared uh, the positive stories that obviously that you are proud ah, proud okay. of. So the Swedish embassy obviously is like one of the uh, people are supporting you. Yeah. Aside from that, uh, do you have any other um, positive stories that you'd want to share with us? I know that nine months for an angel is not really that much that you can <laughs> do a lot, but is there any like interesting or positive stories that you've, you've had so far? Um, for the positive stories, I think being like in the initial phases, we can't really outrightly say we are working with this person because we are trying to st- like sign uh, confidential grant agreements and all these things. And it, a lot of NGOs say it's prima- like if you mention them prematurely, that's like breach of contract or something. Oh, yeah. So for our success stories, I think we'd have to come back and tell you all yeah. about them. I, I think mean, by but June. As, aside from you mm-hmm. um, signing. Um, those contracts uh, memorandum of understanding mm-hmm. with the young people that I mean with the organization have you done any activities in the in the past nine months what, what have you done uh, so far we've just been having meetings with a lot of like um, implement like donors mm-hmm. and trying to like bring them on board to come and support our activities so I would, I, would, I would really like to mention some of the activities that we have lined up mm-hmm. because this is when like we are studying the implementation phase okay so from June to December we're just doing the planning and everything else but now like from now like from January until June again like we have so many activities that are lined up mm-hmm. but like I said unfortunately we can't just but we have participated in other organizations uh, activities for example they plant a million trees we have planted a few really? trees yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. uh, we were also part of uh, planting million trees in January we yeah. were in uh, Woodlands yeah. very um um, exciting activity if I must yeah. make mention yeah so we we were part of the plant a million trees and they like brought us on board and they were so excited that we are also excited we brought our people like from PPSI some of our volunteers we went there and planted trees mm. and also like we are we have an event which is coming up with the Swedish embassy I can't just preempt it and say mm-hmm. but also like we have meetings with the UNDP trying to see how we can solve the problem of waste management and so many other things that I can't really just mm-hmm. preempt. But we are participating in other people's activities because as a startup, you have to see people who've gone ahead of you yeah. and see what they are doing and try to join or support their agenda and at the same time develop yourselves as well. Mm-hmm. So this is what we are doing at this time. But I assure you by June, we'll have a lot of success stories that we can share. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Now, um, 
with any other angel uh, earlier when you were mentioning the challenges and when we started this mm-hmm. uh, conversation you did make mention of how a lot of young young people would always come to you and ask mm-hmm. um but is there anything of what am i going to benefit do you have uh, volunteers do you have young people that you are working with yeah. how is how is that working out for you uh we had in when was that is it august in i think august or october we we put a call for volunteers on our facebook page mm. and we were shocked like the we can't say a lot of people like overwhelming response but we had a, a quite quite a number of people graduates actually mm. good papers they came to us and said we want to work with you so we're really excited about these few people who we brought on board mm-hmm. so we have a few volunteers that we work with who are really committed to helping us achieve our goals mm-hmm. despite the fact that like other people of course would say what am i benefiting but we're excited that there are few youths who feel like it's better to contribute to a better cause even if you are not benefiting anything mm-hmm. so we also would like anyone who wants to work with us because we are focused on youth youths and women and for, of course for us to achieve our mission we need people mm-hmm. So other youths who would like to come and work with us can of course contact us via our Facebook page which we, where we always have like a call for volunteers we're always posting we need people to work with and mm. yeah all right so um another interesting thing is that you are from Mungu right mm-hmm. uh Mukoka is Lusaka based All right, so she's from so how how is it with are you based in Osaka are you in Mongu are you in both areas where where are you as an organization um as an organization we are based in Osaka mm-hmm. I I grew up in Mongu but now I'm from Osaka like I live in Osaka oh, okay. Mongu is just my hometown which okay. I'm so like passionate about and everything mm-hmm. but PPSI is based in Osaka for now we don't have branches elsewhere okay. because we're just starting but would of course like to expand to other parts of the country. All right. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure some of the young people that might be listening to this interview uh would be excited and they would hey like I would love to to join. Um when are you putting up a call for volunteers? Is it still open and then if so um how can they get in touch with you? Uh, the call for volunteers is always open because we always put it up maybe monthly because we need people to work with mm. and if they are really excited and want to join PPSI and like bring uh, SDGs closer to the women and youths you can go to facebook and type at ppsi.org and then you go to our PPSI page and like our page and send us a message mm. so we always respond to messages and that's how a lot of people have contacted us mm-hmm. so at ppsi.org that's our facebook page okay mm-hmm. All right. Um any last remarks as we come to the end of this conversation? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it was an interview of more <laughs> of, of a conversation. Um first of all would would like to say thank you to Agents of Change. We are really excited that we have fellow youths who are really excited to support fellow youths because we know that Agents of Change is like youth focused organization and welcoming us into your space and giving us this opportunity to showcase what we do is really important for us and would like to thank you so much and also would like to thank you gift <laughs> you've been such a good host and like the interview or the conversation was really great and i think we look forward to more of these as we come back with our success stories to come and show people what we've done and everything else thank you all right so 
Um, thank you very much on behalf of everyone at Agents of Change, mm-hmm. Moka, Josephine, Laxon, Brighton, and the 150 volunteers that we have oh, uh, because they make what <laughs> I mean the organization to be what it is. And I think uh, with, with that being said, um, for people that don't know what Agents of Change is, um, we do our um, carry our stories such as this um, through radio and now we are crossing over from the traditional radio to uh, online radio and that's how you are listening to this interview uh, as an example whoever you might be listening to right now and we're here to amplify voice of our fellow young uh, young people and um, I can speak on behalf of the entire organization that this um is one but of many conversations that you are going to be getting from um uh, agents of change as well as um the uh, PPSI yes so with that being said it's a goodbye for now and uh, join me uh, on the next conversation that we'll be having in March goodbye thank you all right